Welcome to the Women Faith Plus Business Podcast. I'm your host, Nadine Mullings. I'm an author, speaker, and marketing mentor. I believe in the importance of women of faith in business stepping up and shining in their lane so they can have the impact, influence, and income they were born to make. Join me to hear the stories of powerful women of faith who are using their purpose-driven businesses to make a difference in the world. Hello and welcome to this episode of Women Faith Plus Business. I'm super excited to have our special guest with us today, Debbie Brown Marr. Deb is a sales catalyst and author of Sell Like Jesus. I love that title. She knows sales inside out from having done it since age eight, since the age of eight, guys. Her passion is helping Christian business owners succeed at sales with Without feeling like a shark, she teaches people how to apply the lessons of servant leadership to sales conversations. Welcome, Deb. So excited to have you on the podcast today. Is there anything you would like to add to the bio I just read? Uh, No, let's just dig in, Nadine. I'm really excited to be able to share with you and your audience. Awesome. So as you know, this podcast is all about women, faith, plus business. And I really reach out to women who are truly sharing their faith on their business platform. And that's exactly why I reached out to Deb, because she does exactly that. So I'd love to start from the beginning and go back a little bit as it comes to your business journey. You know, not everyone necessarily says they want to start a business, even though according to your bio, you've been doing sales since the age of eight. So we might have to take you way back to since you were eight years old. But if you share your journey, what has your business journey been like? What made you start your own business? What has the evolution been like? Yeah, so I didn't really know what I was doing at age eight, except having fun. Mm -hmm. I made these little potholders and had 33. My mother couldn't use all of them. So I decided to just walk around the neighborhood and see if any of the neighbor ladies would buy them. I sold Mm -hmm. them for a quarter a piece Mm -hmm. and I sold out Nadine. Wow. I I know they were being nice to a kid and they were priced right, but it didn't matter. What I learned at that age was I could earn money. And then I put some in savings. I bought more loops to make more potholders. And I just had fun. So that was my start. Now, fast forward to, okay, I've gotten out of high school. Now I go to college. I've got my degree in Latin American studies. And that qualified me to do not a whole lot in the real world. So I ended up first in customer service roles, and then eventually in sales roles. But by this time, I was being expected to sell using the typical high-pressure tactics that are still being used today because, unfortunately, people fall for them. They work. 
um, they prey on our emotions and get us to buy in the moment because we're all excited and we're afraid we're going to miss out on something. And many times a day or two later, we regret the decision, but now we're stuck. So as someone in sales, I, I never liked being pressured so when I was expected to pressure people as part of my role, honestly, I couldn't do it. I ended up it one week in my first sales job because I felt like I was disrespecting the people that I was talking to. So what I, what I needed to do was find a way to sell that fit with my Christian values. So that's, that's the beginning. Yeah, I love that. I love that part of your story that it started out with potholders. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> potholders and an eight-year-old girl with the enthusiasm. And I love that you use the word fun, right? Because I really find in life when we do things that are fun, that's when we're most successful, right? So making sure we're doing those fun things in life and having that boldness and confidence like that eight-year-old girl that said, I'm going to sell these potholders. This will be fun. And she sold out and had the wisdom to invest back in her business and know the right things to do. So obviously you had a business ownership and entrepreneurial spirit from the beginning. God gave you that. But to know that you went through the journey, you know, through customer service and then sales and really reaching a point where you were like, okay, I don't like how the industry does things, right? I really find out that when we look at any industry that you're in and you decide that, you know, this isn't really the way that God would do it. You know, that saying back in the days, what would Jesus do? What are your Christian values when it's associated to sales, which sent you on the path of your current business and writing the awesome book, Sell Like Jesus. So I love your business journey. So um, not every person of faith or, um, uh, a believer <laughs> actually is bold and courageous about speaking about their faith on their business platform. Sometimes people, you know, they pray, um, right. they do all the things behind the scenes, yes. but they're not talking about it on their platform. So I love to find out why you decided to be bold and courageous and actually talk about your faith on your business platform. Well, here, I really want to encourage anyone who's listening to this. I didn't start out bold and out there. I started out very much in stealth mode, which means I would pray, I would seek Holy Spirit's wisdom for when to share and what to share, depending on the context that I was operating in. I did have a number of positions working for small, medium, and large companies, mostly between 1998 and 2007. The rest of the time, I have had my own business um, teaching people how to sell according to what I call kinder, gentler principles that just happen to line up with the Bible. And of course, you know, some people would say Jesus had nothing to do with sales. He didn't sell anything. He gave it all. I would agree. Yes, he gave his life. He gave it all for us. But I will disagree that he didn't charge anything. 
he exacted a very high price from every believer. And that price is giving up of self. If we don't give up of ourself, our selfish motives, our self-centeredness, our self-protection, self-everything, then we can't reap the benefits of the gift that he gave us. So, yeah, I started out undercover, and it was 2012 that the Lord plopped into my head the idea that I could write a book about selling like Jesus. I heard the phrase, I spoke it, and then it hit my brain like, oh my goodness, if I do that, I will be way out in the open about my faith, right? It's, you can't write a book called Sell Like Jesus and then stay undercover. It just doesn't work. So I went on a journey. It was actually a good six years long where the Lord brought me to a place where I had the confidence, the boldness to accept what may come because my love of Christ has grown so strong over the years that I can't deny him. I can't, I want him to be proud of me and be able to call me his own. And in order to do that, I can't be ashamed of his name. So it took me a while to write the book. I ended up suffering a couple of personal losses during that six years. But all through it, the Lord was growing me. He was um, growing my character. He was getting me ready to stand firmly and confidently. Not that I push Jesus on anyone. Jesus didn't push himself on anyone, but that I can stand boldly and confidently and say, this is my story, and this is a way that you can apply biblical principles to the way that you show up in the marketplace. And I love that you and I connected, Nadine, because you're on the marketing end of the sales process. So where you leave off with getting those leads, I pick up with teaching people then how to handle those leads in a way that builds relationship, builds trust, honors them, and makes money. Both, because we're looking for win-win relationships. So it, ha it has to be good for you and me, which means you are getting what you expect in product or service, and you're paying what you believe is fair compensation so that I receive that compensation and get my reward for what I'm providing to you. Yeah, I love that story. I love so many aspects of it. The fact that you talk about um, being undercover, right? Um, yeah. I've done several interviews and many people, you know, they say 
You know, honestly, I did not start out being bold and courageous, which is exactly your story. And you define it as being undercover. I've heard like in the closet, right? Just not open, just like totally not open about your faith. But I love what you said about you still had wisdom and sought the Holy Spirit to guide you in when and what to say. So even though you weren't bold and courageous and you were kind of undercover in the beginning, you were seeking Holy Spirit for wisdom as to when to say something and what to say. But God really convicted you. And I love that you said he gave you the thoughts and then you said it and then it became a reality. Um, Because I talked about that, um, the power of your voice, like a lot of time God will plant ideas in our head and we think, about it for a while, like the example of cell like Jesus. But when you say it, you're start you're starting to actually form it into existence. Exactly. So you the way that you described it is exactly it starts as a thought, then you literally say it. It's like you're almost taking it from one dimension to another. You think it, you say it, and then you write it. Now you're writing the book and how powerful that is. So I loved so many aspects of your story and how you decided to be open about your faith on your business platform. And you were actually called to write this book specifically, Sell Like Jesus, which obviously you can't hide when you're writing a book, Sell Like Jesus, like you said. So that is awesome. So as we know, business has a lot of ups and a lot of downs. You know, Mm -hmm. when we think of scripture, it's like mountaintops and valleys, right? So our businesses will have a mountaintop, like great things that we celebrate. And then you have those valleys, right? Disappointments, discouragement, the valleys are there. That's kind of like why entrepreneurship and business ownership is kind of like a roller coaster, right? We're going to have the ups, we're going to have the downs. So I'd love for you to share with your audience um, a particular moment that you consider like an up in your business and how God played a role in that high moment in your business. And then the flip side of the coin, a particular moment that could be like a disappointment or low in your business and how God played a role in that part too, right? Because even though we have ups and downs, God is there with us through everything as scripture says. So um, if you could think of a time that you would consider probably um, really high point in your business and what God's role was in that and the time where you would say maybe that was a low point, but God also played a role in that too. Well, so many things were going through my mind <laughs> as you were asking. Um, I, I'm going to give um, not a specific incidence, but yeah. more a pattern mm. of ups. I get thrilled every time I pray for something and God answers the prayer. And for example, I was working with a client who was, she was stuck emotionally and her business was stuck. And I, I went through some material with her and did everything that logically made sense to do and to talk about. And we still hadn't gotten where we needed to go. That gap was still pretty big. So I I did one of those quick, oh, what do I do now, Jesus, in my head? And he said, ask her if she wants to pray. So my comment was, you know what? I I don't have the answer here, but I know the one who does. Are you open to prayer? Can we pray about it? 
And she was more than willing. So just me taking the risk to ask the question, she could have said no, in which case I would have said, that's okay, I understand. And we would have kept going a different direction. But because I listened to the Lord and was bold enough to speak up in the moment, not only did we pray, but we got the answer as we prayed. She got the breakthrough and immediately her, her activities, her business activities shifted and she started getting the results that she had been missing for two years. So every time the Lord answers a prayer like that in the midst of a relationship, in the midst of a problem, so much of what I do is problem solving, just helping people get perspective and to look at things differently. Um, I, it just, it thrills me no end when God answers prayer. And, and that was, he was an ever-present help in her time of need. And I just love that. Yeah, I love that example because there's power in prayer, right? And right. you actually following the Holy Spirit prompting you, you know, you had that nudge like, okay, prayer is the answer because there's a lot of times in life where logic, our brain and thinking this is the way we're supposed to do it is not going to result in success. Right. So getting that nudge from the Holy Spirit to say, okay, the, the, pray with her, ask her if it's okay. And then being obedient, right? Sometimes we can get the nudge from the Holy Spirit and then shy away from it and say, mm -hmm. oh, she might reject it. She might not want to do it. I'm not going to ask, right? So you went ahead and you were obedient with that nudge from the Holy Spirit. And then you um, prayed and that's when she got a breakthrough. So it's like amazing. And I love that that example is an example of your client getting a result, your client getting the breakthrough. Because at the end of the day, we are so serving our clients. And when they win, we win, right? So I love that your mountaintop experience included your, your client actually winning and your client having a breakthrough and seeing success in her business based on the power of prayer. So that is awesome. Yeah. So the flip side of the coin, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to add that every time I work with someone and they get a breakthrough, they get the victory. That's yes. Victory. Yes. Exactly. Their win is my win. Exactly. Yeah, no, I love it. So the other side of the coin is the down. You know, we admit as entrepreneurs and business owners, we have the victory, have the celebrations, but there are realistic moments of disappointment, mm -hmm. moments of discouragement, moments where we've wanted to quit, <laughs> right? So tell us an example of when you've had that low point in your business. What did that look like? And again, how did God play a role in that particular side of your business? Yes, like so many others, my business dropped way off last year. Like I had 10% the volume for a lot of different reasons. And it was also the year that I was really stepping up, trying to get visibility for my book, Sell Like Jesus, trying to, to book speaking engagements just to get the word out because it doesn't do any good to have a book if nobody knows it's there. And so because I have never tried to market 
my services with a book before. And I never was marketing a purely Christian approach. It's different from marketing sales coaching. As soon as you put Christian sales coaching, things shift. So I had a very difficult financial year. And yet, through it all, the Lord provided. Our bills were always paid. And sometimes, I don't know how, but they were. So the, the hard part, and I know I'm preaching to the choir, so to speak, I had to diligently state that I would trust the Lord. I had to keep going back to him saying, "I'm Lord, I'm not seeing the results, but I trust you. I know you gave me this project. I know I stepped out in faith to do it, and I am going to trust you that you are helping open doors for me. Now, Nadine, I had to say that for two years before I started seeing the kinds of doors open that I was hoping for two years ago. So it was a two-year, sometimes a slog through the mud and just keep taking the next step because God is true to his word. And literally, when you can't see it, I mean, that's what faith is. Believing that the unseen is going to become a reality. So it's that kind of hard walk that I know I'm not unique. In fact, I know all my Christian brothers and sisters that I have relationship with have gone through very similar peaks and valleys. Um, and what I love being able to do, thanks to you inviting me to speak here, is to encourage people, don't give up, keep slogging, get with people who are like-minded, who have testimonies to encourage you that you can see, oh my gosh, he did it, he did it for Nadine, he's going to do it for me too. That's, we need to encourage each other in the truth of the Lord. Business definitely has its ups and downs, but you can discover three powerful ways to attract the people you are called to serve in the marketplace so you can make the impact, influence, and income you were born to make. Be sure to text POWERFUL to 404-982-4736. That was POWERFUL to 404-982-4736. Yeah, I love that. And I think everyone can relate to that story of being down financially, right? It definitely is a part of the entrepreneurial journey where you open up your bank account and you're like, God, I have bills to pay. <laughs> you said this is the thing yeah. I need to do, but you know, I need to pay bills and there's nothing here to support that. And it's definitely a testimony to the fact that God is Jehovah Jireh, right? He is our provider. He is our resource. He, he is our source rather. Everything else is a resource. So definitely when you have those down moments, when you don't see it, 
There's no evidence of it in your bank account, but you're doing all the work. Like you, you said, Deb, stay encouraged, stay right. encouraged and keep going. Your wilderness journey took two years where you were not seeing the results. But through it all, the testimony is you were provided for. Your bills were paid. You ate three times a day, I'm hoping. Yes, we did. <laughs> you weren't hungry. Let's put it that way. Right. So it is a testimony to God being a provider, Jehovah Jireh, um, even in our down moments as business owners and entrepreneurs. So I love that story. So we all come to be believers in different ways. Your first faith journey is very different. Everyone's faith journey is a little different. I'd love for you to share with the audience what your faith journey looked like. How did you become a believer in Jesus Christ? What did that look like for you? Well, again, it started out fairly young. I was raised going to church, um, reading the Bible, even as a child. And the Lord always spoke to me through nature. I saw him in the natural surroundings around me, like things. I don't know if this is normal for a child to think about, but I would think about things like there a tree has how many leaves? Thousands of leaves. And if you look at them, not one leaf is exactly the same. You know, snowflakes, every snowflake is different. And that those things impressed me. It's like, oh my goodness. I just knew that there was a God because that didn't happen by accident. And I just knew that. So when I was 13, um, my parents both got saved and they started going to charismatic prayer meetings. So it was at one of those meetings that I gave my life to the Lord and immediately knew the severity of the decision and almost wanted to take it back because it meant, uh, as I said earlier, Jesus wants all of us. He wants everything. And I went through a period of time from age 13 until I was 38, where I had one foot in church and one foot in the world. And by the time I was 38, I had messed things up in various ways, um, enough times that I was fed up and ready to, I was at the end of me. I realized I was the problem and I needed to get right. So it started a healing journey where I, I really had to get straight in my own mind who I wanted to be and how I wanted to show up in the world. And to what extent did I let Christ into that? And I ended up jumping in both feet, fully committed, and have been ever since. So my walk with the Lord has just been growing deeper and deeper ever since that time. Yeah, I love that you made that connection at such a young age, at 13, initially having that connection with nature and realizing this is too powful to just evolve, right? It's too powerful to just 
come out of nowhere. There's definitely a creator, something that's larger than myself to have that revelation at such a young age and to then make a decision to give your life to God. Um, But I find a lot of times when I do these interviews, people that give their life to God at a young age, they have that rebellion stage. Like you said, having one foot in, having one foot out, being in the world, not really committed. Um, But you had to make a decision. Who do I want to be and how do I want to show up in the world? And when you made that decision, you knew you wanted to be, you know, a representative of Jesus Christ here on earth and live a a righteous life, as his word says to do. So I love that that is a part of your story because it's true. (laughs) It's true. And so many of us can relate to it. It's not a straightforward journey. It's not like, okay, I'm ready. I'll be saved. And then you're on the path of the straight and narrow and and perfection and righteousness. Um, In fact, I don't think I've I've interviewed anyone that said that, to be honest. They've all had had some time. I've had two or three in my life. In your life. Okay. Those are the unicorns. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Those are definitely the unicorns. So I definitely appreciate you sharing your faith journey with us. So I always like to end the podcast with two key questions for the guests. Because this podcast is about women of faith in business, particularly women of faith in business who are sharing their faith on their business platform. Um, One question that I always like to ask is, how would you define the power of faith? Hmm. Wow. Faith, the power of faith. I find the power in being able to materialize the unseen through our our journey to become and to be to those around us who God made us to be. So it's there. I don't think there's anything more powerful than taking the invisible and making it visible. It's the whole quantum physics, quantum mechanics thing. As soon as you observe a a wave, it turns into a particle and it drops into observation, right? So when we, when I thought about sell like Jesus, but then I spoke it, it became, and and then actually wrote it, it became visible, tangible. So I know that God has dreams for each one of us and assignments for each one of us that we are uniquely wired to deliver to our fellow human beings like no one else can. And so Faith is where I can stand in the gap between the invisible and the visible and bring into being what God wants in any given conversation, situation, relationship, whatever. Yeah, I love that definition of the power of faith, standing in the gap between the invisible and the visible. Your faith is the power that when you stand in that gap, the invisible be- becomes visible. Love it, love it, love it. And of course, that example of speaking it into existence. In fact, um, I was really deeply meditating on the um 
scripture Genesis 1 1 where God um, said let there be light so he used his voice right to bring the world into existence and he dropped in my spirit that we all have that same power to use our voice to bring things into existence and especially as believers it's so important for us to tap into that and be in the gap right be in that because we are the ones that make um, God's promises come alive on the earth, right? We are the ones that he's using as vessels. So I love that um, definition of the power of faith. And of course, as I mentioned, this podcast is about women faith plus business. So the next question is, how would you define the power of business? Oh my goodness. The power of business is to be able to, we are able to change the world. Now, we may not have an international audience. That doesn't matter because changing the world starts one conversation at a time. So through especially being in sales or or if, if you're a business owner, the product or service that you bring to the marketplace is able to change people's lives for the better and then change other people's lives because of that. Change the lives of your employees because they have good employment with a business owner who values them as people, not just as a commodity because of our faith. And everything we do is based on relationship, Christ first, then each other, right? So it's the power to change. And there's nothing more important in this day and age with the challenges that our society is being faced with. Every single one of us can be the light of Christ right where we are. And whether you are blatant about your faith in your business or not, doesn't matter. You are still a vessel of his glory And simply by having that relationship with him, you're a glory carrier and his glory emanates from you. Whether you say anything about the Bible or, or, you know, talk religion or not, it doesn't matter. We are a living stone, a living example of how life can be. And, And when we show up in the marketplace like that, people do ask because there's something different about us. They do want to know, how can you, here's one that I get all the time. How can, you're at peace. How can you be so at peace with everything that's going on? And there's my open door to start sharing. Well, it's because I believe God knows what he's doing. None of this surprised him. And it it leads then to the possibility of even praying for that person and connecting at a level of relationship that doesn't happen when you keep people at a distance and and you're not authentic. 
Yeah, I love that. So it really is the power to change the world. The power of business is the power to change the world. And really that ripple effect, like you said, you might not have an international business, but nowadays because everyone's online and everyone has access to the internet, we kind of all are international in a way, as long as you can provide the service or product. But the ultimate thing is the ripple effect that your service or product creates that makes it change the world. And even if it's just showing up in your presence, in your essence, like you said, people will notice that light. They will notice that difference and inquire, well, what makes you so different? And you have the opportunity to share at that point. So that really is the power of business, whether you're bold in your faith or you're just shining your light naturally as the essence of who you are. Um, You have the ability to um, really change people's lives and change the world through the power of your business. So awesome definitions. This has been a great conversation, Deb. so much. (laughs) Yes, you are so welcome. If anyone is listening and they want to learn a little bit more about you, about your business, about your services, or even purchasing your book, Sell Like Jesus, what would be the best way for them to connect with you? So um, first thing I would say is to visit my website uh, and it's www.debbrownsales.com. And I have all sorts of information available for free on my learning center. Um, You can get a free copy of chapter one of my book, which is also available for sale through Amazon and all the major retailers. And I've just released a video training program uh, that is accessible through the website as well. So um, visit the website, take a look around. And if you'd like to chat, I love connecting with other believers. And I'm happy to talk sales with anybody. Absolutely no charge. Let's just connect chat and see what the Lord does. And you can find my calendar link on the website too. Yeah, that's awesome. And for those of us that are on social media, what will be the best social media platforms to connect with you? So I'm at Deb Brown Sales on Facebook. And if you look me up by name on LinkedIn, it's Deb Brown Mar spelled M-A-H-E-R. Awesome. So definitely take advantage of that. Go on her website, get all the amazing free resources that she has available and purchase that book, Sell Like Jesus. You want to sell like Jesus, whether it's through Amazon or going through her website, um, go ahead and pick up that book and check out the other trainings and things that she has available um, to help you to sell authentically and using your Christian values. So thanks again, Deb. This has been an honor and a pleasure having you on the podcast today. Yes, my honor and pleasure as well. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Thank you for listening to the Women Faith Plus Business Podcast. I hope this episode has not just given you information you can use, but was insightful and inspirational. Wherever you are listening, be sure to subscribe to get the next episode or go to womenfaithandbusiness.com to join our email list. 
Plus, if you would like to discover three powerful ways to attract the people you are called to serve in the marketplace so you can make the impact, influence, and income you were born to make, be sure to text POWERFUL to 404-982-4736. That's 404 Nine eight two four seven three six.